Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. Well, 2023 is behind us and we are headed into a new year, 2024. Starting a new year in grief is always complicated, at least it has been for me. There is unbelief that a whole nother year has passed without Jackson, a realization of all that we continue to experience without him this year, the joy of his little brother graduating from college and getting engaged, things we never got to see him do, and things that would have been so special to have him here to enjoy with us. But there's also gratitude. We are so thankful for the ways that God has carried us through an entire another year of grief and sorrow, gratitude for the healing and the progress we continue to make. And also mixed in there too is new pain. There's new layers of grief. There is new stuff that we have to work through 10 years into our loss. There are new things that are coming to the surface for our kids as well as the trickle effects of their big brother's death continues to impact and affect them. Not many things bring the both and of life to light like the close of a year and the start of a new one. Now for me personally, 2023 was actually a pretty good year. If somebody would have told me a few years ago that I could ever say that again, I wouldn't have believed them. In my darkest days of grief, I literally thought I would probably live the rest of my life with a very limited level of happiness and that my best years were just behind me. But miraculously, I shared on Instagram yesterday that I am even calling 2023 my best year since Jackson died. I've said this before, but sometimes good things are hard to lean into and accept in grief as sadness and tears and difficulty just feels more appropriate and weirdly honoring to your loved one. But as the years continue to pass, I'm continuing to regain some clarity of mind. I've experienced a lot of healing. I'm learning more about grief. I'm learning more about how to move forward in grief in healthy ways with deep faith and trust. And I'm realizing that the best way to actually honor Jackson is to live, to keep living, to live fully. And more importantly, the best way to live out and grow my faith is to live fully, not for Jackson or just to only honor him or his life, but for Christ to honor and live for him, to pursue deeper trust in the Lord's plans and ways and continue to run the race that is actually set before me, not longing to run a race slash live a life that I can't, that I just never will, a life with him here, with our family complete, without the brokenness that we know. No, I've learned I have to live the life that God actually has for me, whether it's the one I wanted or not. This allows me to head into a new year, into 2024, with renewed hope, renewed strength, renewed peace, more contentment, more gratitude, and yes, abundant joy. This is my hope for each of you too, that no matter what you have been walking through in 2023 or even in the years previous, you can look forward to a new year into 2024 with hope. Not because you are strong, not because you've figured everything out or because you're just pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and working harder, but because you are trusting in a strong God who is always the one at work on your behalf. As I mentioned, I shared a little bit about all of this on Instagram, and I thought I would share it here on this episode too, which as a side note, I don't share on Instagram or Facebook or even here on the podcast because I'm really loving this attention or want anybody to think we're special or have everything figured out because trust me, 
We don't. People who walk closely with us know that for sure. We know that. God knows that. And trust me, I don't want the attention. When Jackson died, there was like a weird spotlight that just kind of latched onto our family. And it's been hard having so many eyes focused on our hurting hearts and on our broken family. But I do remember the moment pretty early in grief when God helped me to realize it really isn't about us. And that although I can't take the focus off of us, I can redirect it to him. I could start pointing others to our hope, not to our family. I could start moving the spotlight to him. And so that's what I've been trying to do. That's why I share. And so I wanted to close my introduction here by by sharing and reading what I wrote on Instagram yesterday about 2023 coming to a close. And then I'm going to replay a short solo episode I put out way back in December of 2018. It was only my fifth episode, episode number five, called Our Empty Spaces. And even though this past year has been a good one for me and for our family, one where I realized I could thrive and find more ways to fully live out the story God is writing for me, there is still and always will be an emptiness as a result of Jackson's death. There is still a void and still lots of both and, and I know the same is true for so many of you. December 31st, 2023. 2023 was a good year for us, probably the best one since Jackson died. Our grief continues and we miss him so much. And also, it's feeling less overwhelming, less claustrophobic, less paralyzing. The tears still come, but they aren't always bubbling at the surface. The undercurrent of grief continues. But by God's grace and tender care, we keep experiencing peace, healing, and real joy. Personally, it's been a year of focusing on some things I didn't have the strength, energy, or even desire for in the years of heavier grief. I still have moments when it's hard to breathe. And also, I'm learning how to manage the stress, worry, and fear that came with Jackson's death. I'm growing around my grief and learning how to live with it, possibly even thrive in it. I find myself excited about a new year and look forward with renewed hope. I'm sharing all of this to give you hope, hope that if God has carried us and sustained us through such awful devastation, he can help you too. I don't want you to think our family is special or strong because grief has really just highlighted our weaknesses and opened our eyes to the pain of so many others. Instead, my desire is to point you to the one who has helped us and comforted us every single day. No matter what your circumstances are, there is always hope. Hope in a good God. Hope in his redeeming ways. Hope in a sure future. This hope doesn't lessen our pain and grief when we feel the effects of life in a broken world. I wish it did. I wish faith made things feel less horrific. But what faith does do is bring hope. And having this hope allows us to keep moving forward, keep stepping towards God, keep trusting in his faithfulness, keep leaning into his love, keep believing his promises and keep our eyes focused on what is to come. If this year wasn't a good one for you, I get it. I see you. Life in this broken world is so hard, 
And if all of this talk about hope, especially hope in a person, doesn't make sense to you, that's okay too. Just begin asking God for faith to believe. I want to jump in here quickly to share again about my partnership with BetterHelp, the world's largest online therapy provider with over 30,000 licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, therapists, and counselors. I've loved working under the sponsorship of Faithful Counseling over the last few years, and I'm excited to now be welcomed into a special new partnership with its parent company, BetterHelp especially because they also provide the opportunity for you to choose a Christian counselor, a licensed therapist who will provide faith-based counseling. When you visit my special link, betterhelp.com slash fightingforjoy, you will begin filling out a preferences questionnaire, and one of the questions will be, would you like to be matched with a therapist who provides Christian-based therapy? I am so, so grateful to still offer you this option with BetterHelp. Now, as a side note, if you go to my old Faithful Counseling link, it will still work for a while. It will just redirect you to the BetterHelp platform. And yes, I am still able to offer you a 10% discount with BetterHelp as my sponsor. In the last couple of years, four out of 10 Americans have begun using online counseling services to meet with their therapist, often due to the convenience, accessibility, and affordability of this treatment option. Counseling sessions can be accessed from home or anywhere with an internet connection. For those who have difficulty getting to an appointment with a psychotherapist due to a remote location or the inconvenience or income insecurity or a disability or just might feel more comfortable in their own home, the BetterHelp online services can allow accessibility that may not be found elsewhere. As I continue to reflect on my own grief journey, I just can't help but reflect on how helpful solid Christian counseling has been for me. If you think that counseling would help your fight for joy, visit my new link at betterhelp.com slash fighting for joy. That's betterhelp.com slash fighting for joy today. Be sure to add the slash fighting for joy at the end for your listener discount to take effect. I've said it many times before, and I will continue to say it. Quality counseling is a worthy investment in your fight for joy. Now, listen to this re-release, hearing the hope that God's love, God's sovereignty, and God's promises give as we remember that so often He does His best work in the empty places in our heart, our life, our home, our family. Let Him fill your empty spaces in 2024. It will help your fight for joy. This past week, I've been reflecting on Leanne's sweet reminder that God loves to fill empty places. Wasn't that helpful, especially during this time of year when many of us can more deeply feel the emptiness in our lives? I know I do. We love getting everyone's Christmas cards, so please keep sending them to us. But it is always a reminder that we will never have a complete family photo again. There will always be an empty spot in our family picture. As Eric and I did our Christmas shopping for the kids, there is always one less to buy for. Every time we walk past Jackson's room upstairs, we see an empty room. Every time I go to set the table and accidentally grab six plates again, I'm reminded that someone who should be at the table will not be there. We can keep filling in the blanks with various forms of empty, right? So I'm wondering if you had some emptiness this Christmas. Maybe you haven't lost a loved one, but your heart felt empty or you're experiencing some sort of brokenness in your family or with your health or in a relationship, or maybe you've been feeling overwhelmed or stressed out or just sad. 
Well, whether this Christmas really has been the most wonderful time of the year for you, or you really did have a Merry Christmas, or if it's just been downright lonely and sad, or maybe you had a complicated mix of both, well, I just wanted to take a few minutes to remind you that God really is enough to fill our empty spaces. He really can fill us up when we call out to Him, when we look to Him in our sadness, when we fight for joy in this broken world. I can share this hope with you because God has promised to do this, and He keeps His promises. But I can also encourage you with this because it is what we have experienced as a family. Leanne mentioned that the God-filling empty spaces theme was one that the Guthrie shared with us at the grief retreat, as they have also experienced God doing this firsthand in their family. So as I've been reflecting on my episode with Leanne, I was reminded of some thoughts that Nancy shared about this in her book, Hearing Jesus Speak Into Your Sorrow, which, by the way, is another great recommendation for a book on grief. So I wanted to read a little bit from chapter 8, which is entitled, I Am Enough for You. As she was reflecting on the months after her daughter Hope had died, Nancy says, I felt completely empty, devoid of purpose, lacking energy, without insight or any sense of perspective on what had happened. Most of us have known what it's like to be full, to be full of ideas and full of promise, to have a full plate. Full feels good. But now we know what it's like to be empty, and empty does not feel so good. One of the main ingredients of sorrow is emptiness, a deep and devastating emptiness left behind by empty promises, empty arms, an empty womb, an empty bank account, an empty place at the table, an empty bedroom, an empty bed. But as bad as empty feels, sometimes emptiness can be good. God can work with empty. Over and over in scripture, we see that God fills emptiness with his own power and life. And then Nancy quotes some Bible passages from Genesis 1, Hebrews 11, and John 2, which are all passages where God fills empty places, an empty earth, an empty womb, and even empty wine containers. Nancy continues in that chapter by saying, Emptiness can be good when in our emptiness we come to Jesus to be filled. When we do, we have the opportunity to find out for ourselves that Jesus really can fill us up, that he can be enough for us. Well, I found that hopeful, and I hope you guys do too. And now as we enter into a new year, let's challenge one another not to let lesser things tempt us into believing that they can fill our emptiness or that they can satisfy our hearts. Let's ask God to fill our empty places with himself and to remind us that he really is enough. And also that sometimes the miracle in the situation is experiencing joy, peace, and fullness in the midst of the heartbreak, not escaping the heartbreak. I want to close by thanking you again for listening and for helping my podcast launch be so successful and exciting. And I also just want to thank my husband, Eric, once again for all of his help. He has been such a huge part of making this podcast happen. And as a side note, so are my kids. Um, An unexpected blessing in this whole thing has been the ways that my kids have cheered me on, and it's really meant a lot. So, of course, I also want to thank you, the listener, for being a part of this with us, too. And I do love hearing from you. So keep reaching out with your feedback and keep sharing the podcast with others who you think might be encouraged and helped. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. 
You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.